Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Week two of the NRL Supercoach Talk preseason pods for 2021, and joining me, who better than Adam Stilesy Styles, the resident mailman? How are you, mate? Good, mate. It's great to be uh, back out of the Supercoach wilderness talking footy again, and exciting times. We've got uh, either the trials, TLTs, under two weeks away. It's a good time to be alive. It's almost been a TLT this week, though. We have trials teams dropping for the very last um, time before the proper TLT, as you said. So plenty of news that you've now got to get your head around. Do you feel like you've uh, got a bit of preseason rust or, or how's that going? Have you got that Twitter thumb fired up, ready to go? Nah, mate, we are ready to go. It's uh, always go time in the late mail universe. So uh, I think hammies are the, <laughs> the talking point of the preseason so far, plenty of those and one major one, but uh, mm. yep, uh, trying to keep my head around everything and I'm sure it'll all ramp up as we get closer to the start of the season. Certainly will. Jeez, those bloody bathtubs, they come out of nowhere, don't they? You'd think um, a 20-odd year old man would know how to um, get in and out, but might be a little more to that turbo story than he let on, but nonetheless, let's kick on. Um, you and I as well as Lakey and Wilfred, have spent a fair bit of time over the preseason um, writing a little something called the Mega Guide. Uh, it's been out a couple of weeks now. We dropped it on the podcast on Valentine's Day of all days. So 140 pages of content on every single player, every team, draft rankings, guns, sleepers, cheapies, busts, um, everything you could want to know to fill your side for round one. All the info's on our site, nrlsupercoachtalk.com. Um, mate, what did you learn out of writing it? So it was a pretty arduous process. Um, a lot of late mail, obviously, as we were trying to push this thing out. But um, you, you've done four teams, which we'll get into on on tonight's pod. But uh, what, yeah, what did you learn out of writing, uh, painstakingly writing this? <laughs> mate, I, I learned there's a lot of players in the NRL, but <laughs> even yeah. even just across uh, the four teams I looked at, like we we went deep on this thing. So you're researching stats for guys who are maybe six injuries away from the NRL. So um, it, it was all really interesting stuff, though. And like you said, just you, you've got your profile set, then maybe one thing happens and then it, uh, you have to go and tweak like six different player profiles because yep. it impacts everyone. Um, Payne Haas uh, is still uh, pretty vivid in my mind for that one. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting and very enjoyable to write. Even though yeah, we did uh, take a while putting that one together. I mean, I guess as we write it as well, we get to familiarise ourselves with some of those names coming up through the grades, and even get um, a pretty deep understanding of the teams that we're writing. Um, so I guess as we get into tonight's pod, you've got four teams allocated to you: your beloved Broncos, Spooners. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. It is a a very stretched term these days, but yes. <laughs> 
Uh, you got to suffer like the rest of us, mate. Welcome to the doldrums. Uh, Manly, uh, not everyone's favourite, but uh, maybe a couple of super coach uh, ones to watch there. The Storm, obviously last year's premiers. And the Warriors, um, pretty much, a, well, they're an enigma of a side this year. Who knows what we're going to get with them? So this pod's going to be all about the sleepers, cheapies, busts, guns. We'll go through each of those top to bottom like we did with Lakey on last week's pod. Um, before we go into those as well, we'll look at some of the trial news coming out of last weekend's results and also the TLT that dropped, uh, well, it's kind of spread out. Sharks just dropped their side before we came to air. So a couple of, um, couple of interesting little positions and, and, uh, some players named in there that we'll get to there. Um, just to throw some more spanners in the works, mate. I'm um, also check with you on some of the injury, uh, news coming out, any suspensions as well. Who knows what these NRL players are up to in the off season and uh yeah so i'll try not to uh go too hard on the broncos and the wooden spoon and all that <laughs> i, I was pretty scared bit... when you dropped the uh spoon emoji in the uh the the hype uh, twitter post last mm. night so definitely was expecting a bit of an ambush and look right um, rightly so you can always tell when it's me and not when and writing those <laughs> posts he would definitely not be putting that one in there and then finally unlike last year where we made you sing the postman pat theme song i don't know if you've lived that <laughs> no, one down no you one needs that <laughs> <laughs> you won't need your vocal cords warmed up too much because we'll be finishing as we did with lakey with a little would you rather so mate let's get right into it um firstly before we go the the mega guide so as we set up the top 140 plus pages a lot of nrl content there uh, helping you out for your super coach side and of course anyone who goes uh, who buys a mega guide will go into the draw to win a super coach ring provided by super coach champion rings valued at 99 bucks so i've had a look at these things they look absolutely fantastic going to be a great addition to your either yourself if you just want to wear it around preemptively or even your your super coach leagues that you might have going on so it looks rather handy would look great on one of our fingers mate and of course um, beyond just the rings as well uh, a great cause that Wenon has written about in the guide as well as Movember so 10% of all proceeds from the sale of the guide will go towards um, a cause close to his heart and a great cause indeed in the Movember Foundation. Alrighty, let's get into it, mate. So the trials. So there's been a couple of games over the weekend that's just behind us now. Um, thankfully, no major injuries coming out of this from a super coach perspective. Thank goodness. Um, oh, mate, I'm sure you'd have your <laughs> have the uh, finger on the pulse with all of those those coming out. Let's rattle off some of the results quickly before we get into this week's teams. Um, so the Roosters beat the Tigers 28-22. Uh, super coach of note I've got here, Jake Simpkin. Uh, cheapy number nine got the start over Jacob Little uh, and Jock Madden played halfback and could get a round one spot with Adam Dewey's suspension. Uh, could be a trap there if anyone's looking at him given the potential to fall out of that side completely uh, following that round one suspension. Uh, Dane Laurie played number six. Everyone's got his eye, got their eye on him leading up to round one. We took Amanu and Simpkins, Tui Simpkins, um, new signing from the Cowboys, both got hitouts and could line up for round 17. Hopefully, Stefano looks pretty well set to make that side off the bench. Um, and Sean Bloor, I did I did mention no injuries, but geez, how could I forget this one? Sean Bloor, the guy that we had down as an A, he's gone until round six. Um, any more news on him? I think the scan results have come back. Yeah, absolutely devastating. Like, he was one of the cheapies who everyone just had in sort of set and forget cheapy. He looked uh, 
look like getting a starting edge spot or at worst off the bench at near bottom dollar. But yeah, so he's had he's had successful surgery, so that'll put him out six to eight weeks. So given we're two weeks out from the season, that should have him back around round six. So he's that's too long to just chuck him in your side and hold. Um, but he could become that sort of perfect downgrade option when he hits his third game around that sort of round eight, round nine, depending on when he comes back. So if you've got maybe a mid-ranger in your side who's going to peak around then, that could be the perfect timing for Bloor to come back into our lives. No, that's it. Hey, By, the, by round eight as well, we're trying to clear out some of the deadwood, if you like me. So got to uh, right some of those wrongs that you started the season with. So Sean Bloor, that kind of guy falling into our laps would be a very welcome addition. Uh, the next game result we got down, the Rabbitohs 58 defeated an invitational side nil. Uh, not much super coach of note there. Very inexperienced Rabbitohs side. Tatao Monga is probably at his 78th club. He made his debut and Jacob Post as well coming over from the Dragons. Jacob Gagai, who I don't believe is in the top 30 squad, and he's actually playing the Reggies this weekend, scored a brace. Anything else out of that game, mate? No, um, nothing Nothing too super coach or relevant out of that one. Knights 20 defeated the Cessnock Goannas 4. Uh, again, nothing much here. Dom Young, a cheapy centre wing, uh, coming over from the UK, I believe, and also in the top 30 squad, which is always handy um, given their early season potential, did quite well. Uh, I'm not sure if you've got any other mail on on him. He looks a good prospect, but probably not likely to uh, suit up in round one. Yeah, I can't imagine so. And given um, we've got the Edric Lee injury now and we've had uh, other guys sort of move into those spots, so it looks like they've got depth to cover at least a couple of backline spots like Ponger and Lee and that. So I, I think he's a, a little ways off. Yep. Penrith defeated the Mounties. Super coach of note for here. Mommy, Big Momorowski, made his debut for the Panthers, lined up uh, with Charlie Staines on the right edge. So good to see some uh, juice in Charlie Staines' hamstring. Uh, should both get the first crack looking at this week's team list as well with Brent Naden suspended until round four. And everyone's got their eye on this guy as well, Spencer Lenny. You hoping he gets the James Tamo starting prop role. He got the go, the first go around in that um, early trial there. So uh, we'll get into him a little bit later on. Uh, your boys, the Broncos. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, 22, Drew with Wynnum, 22. Um Yep. So Matty Lodge and TPJ got a decent hit out. Um, TPJ in the in the thick of things looked like he got an early spell and they wanted to come back on, which is good signs. Um, do you reckon his head's in it this year? I look if it's not after what happened at the end of last season, I don't think it ever will be. Um, given he was demoted to pretty much working in a nursery. Um, yep. If you if you can't bounce back from that with a new coach, then uh, I don't think you can you can bounce back. So. Uh, cautiously optimistic, but I, I did watch this game. Uh, the two games I watched on the weekend were both draws, so interesting mm. stuff there. Um, the conditions were absolutely horrendous. Uh, it was belting down, um, so nothing too uh, nothing too crazy. Lodge and TBJ both looked pretty active. Um, we had about four uh, next Billy Slaters in in the side of the Broncos, so <laughs> the stocks look pretty strong there. And, uh, yeah, Tessie Niu uh, did a couple of good things. He got absolutely rattled in a tackle um, somewhere in that, I think it was around that third quarter, um, got absolutely floored. Um, but he was a bit uh, defensively suspect. I saw a couple of times he'd 
run up in the line and then just uh, be perfectly content to let uh, the halves take the tackles. So mm. but that's uh, not what we have him in for is he's nearly bottom dollar. So he just has to do uh, get a couple of tries to trigger a few price rises. Mm. No, it's definitely one to keep an eye on there. He's got another go at centre this week in the team list. So hopefully shakes off a bit of that um, bit of that early rust. He's definitely built the frame up. So hopefully... He is a big um, boy. <laughs> mm, yeah, hopefully it lends itself to some more defensive efforts from him there. Uh, next game, the Burley Bears got the job done over the Titans. So interesting result there. Obviously nothing much going from a super coach perspective. A lot of, um, lot of rookies on show here. Jonas Pearson scored a double. Yeah, could find himself in contention, but other than that, nothing much doing there. Although not good to get to. Uh, unless you guys drew, you didn't um, didn't lose to a Queensland Cup side, so yeah, that well, one over well, little brother. Look, after last year, I'm going to hang on to that. We're undefeated <laughs> so far in 2021, so promising signs from the boys. Uh, you'll take that. And the Eels, 28, probably a more inexperienced side than their opponents here, getting the job done. Job done over the Dragons, six. Um, obviously, the, a lot of eyes on Jack Bird. So he played exclusively at left center in this game for 25 minutes. So there was a bit of talk in the preseason about him starting at second row uh, for the year. But do you reckon that sort of has blown over now? We're likely to see him in the four jersey. Yeah, I think so. Like the the early season chat was based on previous seasons where he said he really wants to move into the back row. I think that got a lot of traction and he was training there. I think the idea was always to bring him off the bench. I don't think he was truly in line to just start straight away after all the uh, injuries he had uh, last season. I think the plan was always to just build him back up. Um, but he's come out and said he, he feels more comfortable playing out in the centres just to get the get the miles back in the legs and uh, ease him back into first grade with the idea that uh, at some stage in the future he will uh, try and make that shift back into the forward pack mm. but it does it does kill off uh, a couple of cheapies for us that yes. I think uh, we're assuming we're going to get at least one of so that's probably the biggest super coach impact the fearing guy mm. I, I didn't want to be the one to say it the <laughs> guy... I for you mate I, uh, <laughs> I traipsed around that one Oh, I didn't even think about it. I've been reading it in my head as um, Fiangai Brothers, Max um, being the most relevant super coach one of the two. They, they combined for a try over the weekend, but unfortunately with that, um, as you said, that Jack Bird move to center sort of kills that off with Zach Lomax there as well. Even Braden Willie floating around wasn't, um, wasn't looking too flash for any potential cheapy hunters there. Um, another one that, of interest for me, Cody Ramsey got a run at fullback, but was apparently shaky. Um, There's a little bit of talk in the offseason and whether it was just Anthony Griffin trying to light a fire under Matt Dufty, poor old Matt Dufty, who seems to have his spotting in, in doubt every single week. Uh, yeah, he was being told he was in um, in a fight with Ramsey for that fullback spot, but hopefully a, a bad game from Ramsey means Dufty holds on to there. And Macca McCulloch debuted. Are you sad to see him go? Yes, no? Oh, I think I've gone through that emotion already uh, in the last uh, year. He's started at the Broncos, moved to the Knights, hurt himself, came back, uh, was in line for a leadership role, and now he's out again. So uh, it was it was hard to get too reattached to him, um, even though he is a, a club fan favourite for a lot of people. I'm just happy to see him uh, not hurt and out there playing some footy, to be honest. Very diplomatic answer, Stilesy. Well done, mate. All right, that was last week. Let's turn our attention to the coming trials over this week. 
obviously the last time these teams will get a hit out before round one. So pretty important, um, important weekend. And also we're starting to see a lot more first grade regulars in some of these sides here. So last chance to get the juice in the legs. So let's start from the top. The Roosters and Raiders, they get a hit out 4 p.m. in Queanbeyan. Um, pretty decent looking side here for the Roosters. I flagged a couple of names here. Teddy, he gets his first run for the season, hopefully gets through this one unscathed. I think um, you wouldn't want the Rolls Royce out too long, might get a little uh, little wet. He'll be probably 20 or 30 minutes, I'd imagine. And Lachlan Lamb, he'll be one people are keeping their eyes on just to see how he steers this side around. Satili Tupanua, he's been named in the 12 jersey, so obviously taking over from Boyd Cordner, um, who is out, I have no idea how long for, could be a a, a dicey situation. A a few months. I I think Mm. uh, round 12, I've heard, is uh, probably 12 or 13 are the target dates for him. So um, worst case, it looks like we'll have about three months of uh, Tupanua. Hmm. on, on that edge unless he obviously doesn't perform that's it well we talked about him last week he's a he's a possible look at just to see how he goes he's never really kicked on when he's mm-hmm. been given these starting spots Base, that's a pretty field. troubling mm-hmm. if he doesn't that's score it. a double uh yeah it's a, a little bit concerning <laughs> that's it hey uh and sam walker and joseph suwali if a few cheapy hunters keeping their eyes on these guys won't be in the round one side you'd imagine particularly not suwali he's going to start in the reserves everyone will uh, be able to watch this one on fox sports be a uh, interesting affair just to see this kid finally get out and about um luke keary misses this game with a hamstring injury so drew hutchison as you said well hamstring Drew Hutchison gets a starting seven spot there. Um, anyone else outside of those guys you're keeping an eye on? Uh, not particularly. Um, I think a lot of people still have Sam Walker in their sides, and I, I think uh, you, you just got to make plans elsewhere. Um, we can see Lambs uh, won that starting spot. Adam Kieran's made the interchange for this one, and listening to a couple of Roosters fans there, a little bit for this season at least, higher on Adam Kieran than Sam Walker. They reckon he still needs a fair bit of development, so I think he's uh, a couple behind in that pecking order. Uh, Swali, I don't think, uh, has received that exemption to even play yet, and the idea for him is just to get him some first grade time, so that to me screams of 15, 20 minutes off the bench maybe a couple of times this year, so... Um, I, d- I don't think we can uh, look at them too strongly. But yeah, Kiri, yeah, Kiri precautionary with those hamstrings as uh, another probably twenty plus players. <laughs> mm, oh, there's a fair bit of they need some juice in those legs, mate. Uh, the Raiders, their op- their opponents for the weekend, they haven't named a one to seventeen. They've just named a squad, which which doesn't always that, that is about their whole top thirty by the looks of it in yeah, no particular right. order. I've highlighted a couple of names here. Josh Hodgson making his comeback from a pretty troubling knee injury. So he'll get his first run around for quite a while, as will Ryan James. Good to see RJ named um, back. Hopefully does enough here to squeeze himself a bench role. Um, Bailey Simonson, he's, I think, still got the injury. My, my mate, Simo. He's still got the injury flag next to his name in Supercoach, but he's been named on the or in the side here, so hopefully gets a good run there because he's pretty darn cheap. Matty Tomoko, he's another one that was talked about as possibly getting an early season run with Jared Croker out. And Semi Valame, I think they'll all be sort of in contention and, and floating about for some of those backline roles. Um, the other one here I've highlighted, he's probably not so much a Supercoach option, but I know John Bateman came out this week and basically said he's the heir apparent to his 
number 11 throne. But um, Hudson Young, he'll get a probably a starting second row spot here. So he looks to to make that position his own. Anything else doing there from a super coach perspective, mate? No, I saw that same statement from Bateman. So that's uh, definitely a big uh, wind mm. in the sail of old uh, Hudson. If he can maybe iron out some of the uh, less reputable plays from his playbook. Um, yes. And then the big one, I think a lot of us were hoping uh, would come to fruition early in the preseason. Uh, Corey Harawira-Naira uh, was a very naughty boy uh, blowing well, well over the legal uh, limit mm. for driving, and he is nowhere to be seen, and uh, rightly so, probably, given uh, his form over the last couple of pre-seasons. Yep, killer for Supercoach, um, but he's done the wrong thing, so has to suffer the consequences. Storm v Knights is the next game on the list here from Albury. You get a few thousand fans, I think, in for this one, which should be good. Um, the Storm have made a very, or named a very strong lineup here, with just the 1-17, to 17, so no extended bench for them here. Um, most of the team is as you would expect. Um, I'll let you say the number two's name here, but possible Chiefy <laughs> on the horizon. Yes, we've got our uh, Dean I uh, on the wing there. So <laughs> let's give it a kick. Uh, I Iremia. Yep, that'll do. Yep, we will confirm the actual pronunciation at some stage, but uh, that looks good enough for now. Yeah, so uh, he's like I, I had the storm right up. He's uh, one of those uh, next. Blanks, so I think he was the next Izzy uh, Falau. So yeah. hopefully, just skill on the field uh, in reference to that. But I think a lot of people will get a bit excited, but it is because Brenko Lee's uh, so another hamstring injury who should be right for round one. Um, so he's only in because Brenko is out. So hmm. uh, not much to get too excited about there. Um, probably a big one. Christian Welch named on the bench. Uh, he was a pretty enticing looking mid-ranger. Um, but if, if he's off the bench, I think he'll be a big minutes watch there before uh, going all in on him. Great points per minute, but if he's not getting that starting spot, which is where he'd, he'd have some value there, you've got to kind of look elsewhere. It's a bit unfortunate. Um, Brandon Smith and Harry Grant. So Brandon's been named on the bench there. Do you expect them to sort of trade time at hooker there or is Brandon likely to pay more at lock? Yeah, so Brandon Smith, uh, when I wrote the Storm profile, there was a lot of chat about just starting him at lock and there was chat Fanukin was going to move into the prop rotation. And uh, based on this, it doesn't look like that's come to fruition. Um, I think he's going to be used basically like he was last year. So we know Smith, he'd play 80. Um, the big reason uh, Brandon Smith wants to uh, move into hooker is just injury toll so i'm not sure if you heard this but he said uh, having a move between hooker and lock or that middle rotation it's a very different body composition he's got to be a lot bigger and bulkier uh, playing through the middle than at hooker and given that's his preferred position he bases his uh, body composition accordingly so we know he's had facial fractures and a bunch of injuries um and he's attributed that uh from memory to uh, maybe playing a bit undersized so I, I think he's not, whether Bellamy like does this or not, I think his preference is to just do one or the other so he can uh, try and uh, train accordingly and try and cut down on some of those injuries um, because that was uh, what he said was one of his biggest drivers for getting into that hooker rotation. Yeah, interesting stuff, mate. You are the absolute best in the game at this stuff. <laughs> I, could, I don't know where, where you find the time. This is fantastic. Great insight, mate. 
Um, that's probably it for the Storm there. Their opponents, the Knights, Lakey's mates. So Tex Hoy is named at fullback here. He'll get the starting spot while Kalen Ponga is out. Um, any news on Ponga? I've got him down one to, round one to four, but uh, any news? Uh, four best case, most likely five. Uh, that was word from uh, Barry Tui, who's the, uh, the best in the business when it comes to Knights news. So I think uh, I'm going to back him in on that one. So I think we'll have four to five weeks of Hoy, which uh, probably isn't enough to uh, get any real price rises out of him. And yep. he'll he's going to drop straight out when Pong is back. So uh, he'll, he won't move into utility. I think the word is that uh, Kurt Mann, so Mann's out for this trial as well with a niggle. So mm. I think the idea is he's going to play the six until uh, Greeny's back then uh, man's going to move to that utility role. Uh, and Tui also said uh, 80 minutes or closest to the pin for Mitch Barnett on the edge. And he also said he wouldn't be surprised if Connor Watson uh, pushes upwards towards that mark as well at lock. So that is very exciting for Supercoach. Yeah, it would be. I mean, he's named it lock here, so that would be fantastic news for anyone who's looking to get him in early. I've got him as, as my starting number nine, so it's going to be a... So do I. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's slim pickings there at the moment for me, so hopefully Connor can deliver. Uh, the next game, Sharks and Bulldogs. Not much there. Uh, well, we said the Sharks dropped their side quite late in the piece here. One name I did want to keep an eye on was Connor Tracy. There's talk about him possibly moving to fullback, but Will Kennedy's been named at the one spot there and uh, Connor will be coming off the bench as he did a fair bit last year. Andrew Fafida, also named on the bench there, slimmed down. Um, what did you call him? Not big Fafida, he's mid Fafida. <laughs> mid Fafida. <laughs> mid Fafida. So he's uh, definitely lost a fair bit. In that, um, we didn't mention it at the top, but the All-Stars game, he looked um, he looked fitter than ever and was still actually busting a lot of tackles. I did worry he'd be sort of um, not that, you know, wanting to push away from players and just offload. He was genuinely wanting, running the ball up quite strongly. So good signs, keeping an eye on him. Yeah, he looked good, didn't he? Um, I think it's the kind of game that he fires up for, and given it, it's the preseason, you'd hope he's not, uh, he, or that his knees were in a decent enough shape to to get him through some reasonable amount of work there, which he did. Um, so he's he's moved from from a not at all to maybe a wait and see. <laughs> but I, I definitely, I would definitely wouldn't jump on him uh, based on that one good game. Particularly now we've seen him named off the bench, but. Uh, if he can recapture anything from a couple of seasons ago, then he, he could be a decent shout at some stage, but uh, it's definite wait and see for him. That's it. The opponents, the Bulldogs, haven't named their side yet. Um, not much really I'm, I'm looking at from them there. Titans and Warriors, uh, 6 o'clock in Lismore. Uh, for the Titans, obviously the, there's no real surprises here, but David Fafita and Tino Fa'asua Malawi will get their first starts in the Titans colors um and then the bench there's a there's a fair bit of um fair bit of talent in the side this year so um i I reckon they'll uh give this thing a fair crack this season aj brimson named it fullback um when turbo went down did you look at brimson just um just quickly on him given we're not talking titans tonight but aj was he in your calculations mate when turbo went down i was looking at everyone Um, (laughs) that's right the thing with aj i think a lot of these turbo replacements are sort of priced there or thereabouts so within range you've got like your brimsons your guthos your pappenhausens and all these guys i think out of all of them brimson's base isn't great i think it was maybe low to mid 20s i don't have it in front of me what he makes up for that is just absolute full power attack so um 
with that Titans draw, he's obviously still an up and coming player. He's played Origin now uh, and performed at that level. Um, there is a chance he can keep that up. Um, the the base concerns me a little bit, but if you've got a good draw and you're a rising star, then you, you can you can make do with that. So he could be one for the pod hunters out there. Absolutely. Well, he's a couple of hundred k discount off of uh, Teddy as well. So um, who knows? Could be could be a very uh, make or break sort of selection that one. Uh, Warriors, their opponents again, nothing too surprising here. Um, RTS at the back there. I'm having a look at him over over Brimson personally, but we'll get into him with your Warriors wrap. Um, Adam Fanor Blake gets his first run in the Warriors prop jersey, as well as Ben Murdoch Masilla. He's back in the NRL here, named at starting second row. So he's around the 300k mark. I guess we'll go into him a little bit later, but definitely one I'm keeping an eye on. He's actually here. he's actually uh, switched to the interchange now for Josh Curran. Uh, which is oh, there you go. Oh, man. oddly concerning. <laughs> what are they doing with these? Why has he got the 11 jersey he, on? Well, they named it at 11, but they've immediately put him on the bench with Curran <laughs> in the 21, even though they literally like just dropped these uh, trial sides. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But yeah, if he's not starting, that's uh, that's pretty concerning for those of us who uh, needed sort of that cheaper sort of mid guy in the front mm. row rotation. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it's just trial business and, um, yeah, we'll see you come TLT. But, um, yeah, just get some juice in the legs, mate. Alrighty, Rabbitohs and Dragons, 6.30 in Mudgee. So for the Rabbitohs, the interesting one for me here. Um, so Keon Kaloa, Matangi and Jacob Host are their starting second rowers. No no Jaden Sewer. I'm not sure what, uh, where he is. Cameron Murray, though, named at lock and Jai Arrow on the bench. So everyone's sort of looking at Cam Murray. Uh, will he play lock? If he does, he, that makes him... Uh, definite option, but if he plays second row and Jai Arrow takes that spot, might just decline him in value a little bit. Have you heard anything else about the planned rotation with these guys? I think his, the plan is to keep him at lock. Um, uh, heard him talking earlier uh, in the preseason, and he made a comment something around uh, uh, quality over quantity, so I think that raised a couple of eyebrows about does that mean maybe a few less minutes for him? Um, it, it could have been nothing, um, but just, just something to keep an eye on with him. But Locke's obviously his best position. Um, yep. So I, I think they've maybe realised that, and I, I think they're going to keep him there. Um, the talk is like Arrow might uh, work his way back from the interchange and then maybe play a bit more through that prop rotation. Um, but given he's he's perennially banged up, but he's uh, also been a bit banged up in this preseason, Um we might not get a full idea of where he fits in until uh, maybe hmm. when the season kicks off. Fingers crossed a bit of bench time for Arrow might bring that price down and it'll be a um, mid-season pickup. We'll uh, play that one by ear. Um, the Dragons, they got tailed up by the Eels. Interested to see how they go against the Bunnies here. But um, again, they haven't named a 1-17, to so it's just a squad. Uh, note Jack Bird there, Max being I, uh, depending on where they both play, uh, they probably won't play, or Bird won't play the full game. So we'll see how he goes. Uh, anyone else there in this team list? I'm having a look through. Probably nothing too exciting. Oh, Daniel Alvaro. Oh, Daniel Alvaro. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's one of those big PPM sort of old school, just hit him up and tackle him sort of dude. So if he looks like he's getting reasonable minutes, um, he could be a bit of a shout. I think he's uh, in that cheaper range. Um, he's he he was looking like one of those up and coming guys at the Eels. I think he generated a bit of excitement a couple of seasons ago. Then he's fallen out of favor and i'm pretty sure he was loaned to the warriors last season uh as a loan player so he's 
yeah, maybe got a chance now to show the new head coach of the Dragons what he can do and maybe get a bit of game time. Um, so his uh, his minutes will definitely be a watch and where he lines up in this one, he could be a chance. Eels and Panthers, 7.30 in Penrith. So the Eels yet to name their side. Panthers have named a squad, not a 1-17. to Again, nothing too surprising from them here. Keeping an eye on Moses Leota v Spencer Leniu for that first round starting prop role. Hopefully that goes to Leniu, as many have got him in their cheapy calculations. And Paul Mamorowski again named in that scent. Well, not named there, but should play centre in this game here. Although I'm hearing Tyrone May might have a um, beeline for that role as well, given he played there in the grand final. I'm hearing Burton Burton as well as a chance. And given the Penny's just not releasing him under any circumstances by the sounds of it, even though he signed on to the Doggies from next season. So he's he's also played a bit of centre previously. So I think it's a three-way hit out between Mummy, um, May and... um, yeah, this fella, Burton. Burton. Hmm, there you go, Burton, 341k, so not exactly a... They're not going to be setting the world on fire from a super coach perspective, that's for sure. Broncos and Cowboys, our boys do battle. Um, Dolphin Stadium in Redcliffe, so for your boys, uh, Tessie New again, hopefully redeems himself defensively at number four, that's where he's been named. Matt Lodge, named in starting prop role, I imagine that's uh, where he'll land, he'll be an interesting play. Jordan Ricky killed it in the All-Stars. He's named at 12. And TPJ, as we mentioned, he's at lock. So hopefully, again, backing up from what he did, all the good stuff he did last week. Um, John Asiata, there was talk of he might uh, take that 13 jersey, but he's been named in the 14 to make his um, Broncos debut. So it looks like that rules him out super coach-wise. Um, and the boys, we'll get through these last few quickly. Scotty Drinkwater, he's been named at the one jersey, but will swap time um, to play in the halves as well. So it's this rotation that uh, Todd Payton's doing in the preseason. So Hamizo and Valentine will again link up out wide. So Hamizo playing centre, Val playing wing, but they'll all swap into this fullback role. So still yet to this musical chairs business is yet to land on anyone in particular. So wait for TLT to see how that goes. Outside of that for the cows, the only other one I had of note here was Peter Holler. So he got a starting second row spot in the last trial that we played, but this week has been bumped out for Cohen Hess and Mitch Dunn. So hopefully from a super coach uh, perspective, again, he can sneak a little starting spot because that would mean pretty good value at the front row forward spot in the game anything else outside of that for bronx and cows mate um probably only thing to note for the bronx um matt lodge has been named in the 10 which is Payne Haas's jersey so reading into that it looks like he might just be a placeholder in the starting side and we'll go back to that sort of bench role uh when Haas is back in round uh three or four yeah cool yeah good to know he could be trap city there and the last, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, he still has value because he is just priced so low. Like even when he was playing mm. sort of mid-40s minutes a couple of seasons ago, he put up a 53 average. It just won't be as value town as if he was starting alongside Haas uh, long-term. Yeah. Last trial of the round, mate, West Tigers and the Eels. So Tigers um, haven't named their side, but I believe I read somewhere that Dane Laurie will play fullback, where most of us expected him to a couple of weeks ago with Moses Mbai, another hamstring casualty there. So Moses Mbai looks likely to make the round one side. Does that mean, based on what you're hearing, that he's going to play one? Or, or what's the go with Laurie? Um <laughs> 
A lot of people are impressed with M by this preseason, to be honest. I've heard a lot of good chat from within the club that they like what he's doing out the back. Um, and I'm trying to remember off top now, Madge was talking about Laurie just getting time around the side and in first grade. So uh, off top, I think he was pretty non-committal about where he was going to line up. And there's, mm. so there's a chance we might see him... Uh, maybe getting some game time on a wing or sort of chopping and changing. I think super coaches, we, we always have that hope, right? We go, all right, we need Laurie at fullback. So I yep. think, and I hope that Mbai will go to 14 and Little will play 80 and all these things. But I think yep. it's going to be a bit murkier with, with the Tigers. I think round one TLT is going to be a big uh, watch for some of these guys. These coaches it, just have no idea. What are it, they doing? Exactly. And it, it doesn't help as well that Dewey's out. So we've got like people shifting in and out of six. Like we know he's starting at the six in this trial game, but it'll probably switch to fullback. And there's a lot of moving parts at the moment uh, mm, with the Tigers. Hopefully, hopefully Laurie just kills it and gives um, gives the coach Madge no option at all. Their opponents, Manly. Well, obviously the big news was Turbo going down. And it looks like Jason Saab, cheapy winger in Supercoach, could get a go at fullback here. Although Ruben Garrick and Morgan Harper are some other options being floated about. So I guess this is their last chance to see who fills that spot for at least a, a month or so. Yeah, and don't forget as well, uh, Funa played a bit of fullback last season as well um, when Turbo was out. So uh, he could be another one um, who gets a look in for that spot. Um, there's a few people, again, the, the super coach uh, hope out there is that whatever happens, somehow Josh Schuster gets a starting spot in the mm. halves. But I don't think, or, or even at fullback, I've seen people going, oh, can he play a bit of fullback? Uh, I don't believe so. And from what I can see, no combination of what's going to happen will get Schuster into the starting 5-8 at this stage. So uh, unless something drastic happens. There you go, mate. We have gone top to bottom on all the trial results and the fixtures coming up, mate. It's been a good 37 minutes. We all, You and I always go over on these things. There's just so much to talk about. It's the preseason, gearing up to round one. We'll take a quick break here and then come back to go through the Broncos, Manly, Storm, and Warriors. Try to keep it short. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sweet on these Try. ones. 
Alrighty, Stasi, we're in the home stretch here. We're here to talk through your mega guide sides for 2021. The Broncos, Manly, Storm, and Warriors. Try to keep it short and sweet for each one. We're going to focus on the guns, sleepers, cheapies, and busts. We might already have talked about a few of these guys in the trial side, but uh, we'll go through your areas of expertise here. So let's start with you boys, the beloved Wooden Spoon Broncos. Um, talk to me about the guns that you expect to line up in round one. Yeah, the guns are, is, a, is a bit of a stretch. And our, our biggest gun, I guess, Payne Haas, isn't lining up in round one. So that's uh, that's definitely thrown a few spanners there. Um, outside of that, it, it's mainly probably sleepers we're looking at. I don't think there's anyone outside of Haas who you can generally say is just set and forget. Um, obviously, Carrigan had a good season last season. He moved into he's moved into the prop rotation for the trials, but you'd have to imagine reduced minutes are on the cards. Like as bad as the Broncos went, we had a ton of injuries. Like that spine was decimated. I think we had one of the most uh, like amount of combinations on field round <laughs> to round of mm. of any of the clubs. So we've got like uh, Tavita Pangai back, Lodge back, who was sort of in and out with knee injuries and all sorts of bits and pieces happening so i think he's going to regress a bit uh milford's one of those risky sort of mid-range guys and he's been nursing a hand injury azarko i think when the app opened for the year had a lot of interest and i think people are going a little bit cold on him i think he's still got to uh sell himself as a fullback though by all reports uh he's training well he's apparently very vocal and uh obviously had a, a few uh negative uh, things happening uh, in his personal life with his father last year. And uh, Sebes sort of probably didn't give him too much confidence, uh, sort of telling him he'd get full back and then axing him and then utility. And then Bird went down and bringing him back. And then he was sort of in and out. So a bit of value there. Um, 347K for him. And he, he's probably, oh, I forget how high he's gotten in this game before, but should goal kick. He's right? had 50s. Yeah, he'll goal yep. kick. Um, he's a he's a good goal kicker. Like they don't call him Iceman for nothing. He's a, he's mm. a sharpshooter with a boot. The one spanner, as, <laughs> as much as I don't want to really talk about him, given all the uh, attention he's getting, but if Cam Smith finds himself in this side somehow for the preseason, you'd have to m- imagine... Everyone sort of in that squad gets a bit of an uptick, except Asako, who's probably going to lose the kicking mm. duties. So that's that's go. probably a clean 10 to 12 points right there. Um, obviously, Ricky uh, A, he he looked he looked great um, in that match the other day. Um, he's actually a similar height and weight to um, David Fafita, whose spot he's filling. So even though he's he's a little bit raw. Um, I think he'll, even though he's a lock and load, I think he'll surprise quite a few people. He, he's looked uh, very dangerous. And we spoke about Matt Lodge, so um, pretty popular guy. I think worst case, even if he does move back to the bench, I think he does represent value. Um, it'll just be based on your own team situation, whether you want to have him in your squad as a starting front rower. I think he's a bit too expensive to have mm-hmm. as a backup sort of cash generator given he's nearly 300k already and you've got guys like Leniu and um and Stefano and guys like that kicking around but depending on your team comp could be an option um Tavita Pangai he's a wait and see for me like we got just got to see how he goes he's one uh one brain snap away from getting extended time off the field yep. so I think he's a wait and see and he had a great average last year so you're not getting a discount on him uh, by any stretch of the imagination um 
And he was Nick's boy. So Nick Kirkup, the uh, yeah, site founder, he was killing it because he had this guy on his side. He was pulling out hundreds in, you know, 50-minute games and all that sort of stuff. He was just, when he was on the park, was killing it. But as you said, just who the hell knows? And 616K, is that a risk you want to take? That's, that, that is way too risky for my palate, I think, out, out of the gates until we see a bit in him. Like, back in the middle rotation, his PPA, like, we know from several years ago when everyone was just screaming for him to get that chance because he just had this massive PPM uh, and we were just waiting for him to be unleashed. And I think he just unleashed himself a bit too strongly and we've, we've never seen him string more than uh, a half dozen games together at a time through uh, injury. And he was another earlier hamstring sort of complaint guy and through just illegal plays and suspensions and that he is a he is a risky guy to have in your seat uh, in your side out of the gates certainly is um you've touched on quite a few of them i just want to go quickly maybe i don't know 15 seconds on each of these here uh why you should or shouldn't have them in your side for round one tezzy new yep get him in cheap guy we just need cheap center wings if he does anything on the field will go up in price and we know with center wings if they get a couple of tries they'll they'll spike and then you can move them on Corey Oates? Absolutely not. Um, he He's not going to be a starting edge player. Uh, he'll come off the bench. Um, he's he's definitely not an option, even though you can plug him into your center wing. And finally, Anthony Milford. <laughs> uh, if we ask our uh, Anthony Wilford, I think he'll uh, obviously have a take on it. But I, I think we're... <laughs> With Moylan there with similar sort of risk uh, and a little bit cheaper, you've got for slightly more, you've got Lachlan Lamb, who's probably a little bit safer. So I don't think he quite fits the mould for someone I want in my side at this stage. But obviously, as a Broncos fan, I'd love to see him rekindle the form from a few seasons Mm. ago when he was uh, running alongside Ben Hunt, who would just control the team and he could just chime in whenever. Um, So, yeah. Playing for a contract too, but uh, and it seems like we've been named as a potential suit of the Cowboys. So I don't know. I, I, saw just, that. Mm, I think you, you got a few tags in the chat there when that came out. Yeah, certainly did. We're just bumping his price up, so you pay him another million, mate. But he's got a hand injury. Is he uh, likely to start round one, or is he still? Uh, no, I, I think he should be good for round one. I think they just start taking it easy with him. There you go. Final word on the Broncos, mate. Where do you actually see them finishing in twenty twenty one? Look, based on last season, um, I'd be happy anywhere sort of 12 plus. I think where you had him down as a predicted 13, uh, I, unless something Hi. significant happens, I don't think we're going to make the eight, but I, I'd like to see us make a push. And like, jury's still out for me on Kevy, but uh, if mm. he can at least bring a bit of club culture back and a bit of pride in the jersey, you'd have to imagine by default they're going to go a little bit better. Can't go much worse, mate. The uh, gender reveal was probably the icing on the cake for mine. That, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> after, after the derby loss to your boys, oh, when boy, they should have been uh, devastated, claiming the first spoon in club history, I've, I've vividly got that picture of them, like all laughing and cheering and high-fiving with the uh, the pink smoke billowing uh, from, from the grounds. It's just not the scene you want to see. <laughs> Oh, not at all, but it was great for me. I love to see it, mate. Um, hopefully back up again this season. Alrighty, Manly, everyone else's favourite. Um, <laughs> well, obviously we touched, touched on him, no point going too deep into this guy. Tom Trebojevic, he's going to miss the first month or so from the year. We basically scratch him from our side. Um, guns, any others? He's he's the main one, mate. I, I guess the other one you've got to look at is um, DCE. Um, mm, I've got him. Got him in my side, locked and loaded. 
I've had him in and out. I probably had him in more earlier in the preseason. I think I've, I've shied away from him a little bit. Um, but he's, you know what you're going to get with DC. He pumps out mid-60s, sort of 62 to 65 is his sweet spot. Um, a lot of people get excited with him potentially taking over kicking. Uh, we know Garrick um, traditionally has been the kicker, but he's a bit on the nose at the club at the moment. Uh, certainly didn't back up last season after a pretty good rookie season. And um, he's got a few guys breathing down his neck. So, And he, he didn't strike the ball particularly well last year either. So obviously with kicking, it bumps DC up a bit. Um, he'll have to shoulder a bit more of the load again with Turbo out. So... Um, and given the position is just horrific for depth, um, he's 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 definitely one you you can look at, and you know what you're going to get with him. Um, mm. Outside of him, there's there's probably more cheapy options or sort of borderline cheapy options here than uh, guns. We we can probably in the predicted side we did this a bit earlier. I had Schuster potentially getting an interchange spot, but I think that's looking a little bit less likely now because he was going to be a great sort of 5.8 exclusive cheapie. Um, you've got Jason Starb, whose stocks took a bit of a hit with Turbo out, um, but he is he is a large human being. He is a tall man, so you can mm. imagine him uh, just sort of two-post style, just snagging a few uh, DCE kicks out of the air and putting him over, but he his stocks have taken a bit of a hit. You've got Dylan Walker, who's not cheapy, but he's one of those sort of mid-range sort of guys who should go up in price if he's another injury and just off-field uh, risk uh, at any given stage of the day um, who, who can fill in a couple of positions. But, yeah, it's looking like probably foreign partnering DC in the halves. So outside of that, not a huge amount that excites me um, to power with AFB yeah. out, might get a little bit of uptick in minutes. Um, he's a guy, he always have, he has the same average year on year. His minutes ha have gone through the floor over the last few seasons, but his averages stayed the same because his PBM's gone through the roof. I've just brought it up here. 2016, 65 minutes a game, mm. 52, 51, 50, and 45 last season. PPM 0 0.94, 1.25, 1.27, up to 1.33 last season. His average has been between 60 to 65 in all of those years. Oh, to power owners are just far too used to watching and like they see him go off and they think, okay, we'll get a short little spell there. And then you get to the second half, you're like, where's to power? Where's to power? 65 minutes in, he might get a trundle out there and throw about seven offloads. And you think, God, he, this guy could hit 80 plus every week if he just got some time. But yeah. Um, yeah, interesting stat. It just seems to fluctuate minutes-wise, but not his score. Uh, and, so whatever way. Andrew Davey is another one who's looking like he's going to um, shore up that uh, Joel Thompson vacated edge spot. So he uh, he's a pretty good prospect, actually. I ranked him as a B. Um, he got two starts uh, for the Eels last year, and he averaged 64 points per game in those two games uh, with no tries scored. So... Yeah. Do we expect him to do that in this year's Manly side? Probably not, but given his price sort of in that mid-range category, you'd have to think if he gets that starting spot, the only place to go is up. And he he is ripped. There was a picture of him doing the rounds, just uh, mm, hitting the iron in the okay. gym. And he is, uh, yeah, he's he's got a bit of muscle on him. So um, he's he's in my side at the moment, actually. Um, Interesting. Well, because he's a, that awkward 336. I mean, it, it's kind of in no man's land there. Where we, yeah. It's too expensive of, of the cheapies and, and, you know, not quite 
high enough that we expect good value out of him. But um, no, interesting that you can see a bit of room to grow there. I'll keep an eye on that one. He's a B in the mega guide. So there you go. Um, interested to see where you get with him come round one. Um, the only other one I wanted to chat on here, mate, is a guy that, well, he's fallen away a little bit, but he's got the name, he's got the pedigree in the game, and that's Jake Trebojevich. So without his brother, he's he's played a fair bit of time without him actually in the last couple of years, but um, he's sort of fallen way off the radar. He comes into the game priced 583k. You've got him down as a B. Um, anything to love about Jakey Turbo this year? I've... <laughs> The B was based on his brother there, and we know they've got that ESP connection where he can pop a pass out yep. and vice versa and have that go over. Without without Tom there, I th- I think we've got to downgrade him a bit. Like he's he's basically just turned into the a human shovel. Like he's playing sort of a third half on the field. Like if you watch him, he'll get the ball from dummy half or however he gets it. He'll take one step and then just pass it along. So really, all his points these days are just coming from from tackles um he's basically aiden tolman <laughs> mm, yep <laughs> so he he doesn't excite me too much without tommy there I, I think he'll average about what he does i don't think there's too much room to grow um based on what we're looking at for this season final word on manly mate does the loss of turbo me or the hamstring injury to turbo mean you're just not going to look at this guy at all this season no matter when he comes back I look given the last few seasons he's just in and out all the time I I I don't think I could bring him in even when he comes back Fair call. I think everyone will be staying away no matter how um how many super coach points he racks up in the weeks he does play. It's always a horrible watch not owning him, but I think we'll have to get used to that. The Storm, mate, last year's premiers, there's a lot to like about them here. We mentioned their trial side this week looks pretty unreal. Um, but yeah, let, let's start with, I guess, the man at the top and a guy I think a lot of us have got in, hoping he'll goal kick particularly, but uh, gun here, Cam Munster. Um, can you talk anyone out of not owning him to start round one i definitely can't even even without the goal kicking like if you look at what he did last year he was basically playing on one leg for most of the season um and he was still able to put up that 70 points per game average and i think he's he's had the rap in the previous season of being a guy who will get you a steady base and not much more but we've seen after the six again rule his his ceiling's gotten a bit a bit higher and you'd have to imagine fully healthy. I mean, I don't know if you saw the photo of his rig coming back after what was likely a <laughs> massive off-season, but I think he's got to get, do a few laps around the field to get that fitness back. But um, he's, again, halves are just barren at the moment, so I couldn't talk anyone out of him. I think if you have him in your side, I, I think Little Puppy's probably preferred for kicking, even though neither of them are real crash hot, to be honest. Yep. So yep. Uh, it could bounce around even between the two. I think you pick him based on him not kicking, and if he does, then that's just icing. Yeah, I think it's an important point as well that you mentioned that the halves this year aren't actually that really deep. Gone are the years where we had the likes of you know, JT and all that sort of overflowing in those ranks there, but we're really having to... Um, dig into the barrel for us for some of them here so i reckon for mine i've gone cleary and munster to start the year i can just lock those two in it and work around them along with james tedesco fill your side in around those guys i think might as well lock the premiums into those spots oh we got him the name you just mentioned there is an interesting one ryan pappenhausen so he's one that i've had sort of in and out um not so much in line with whether he'll goal kick or all that sort of thing but i know he had a, he had a you know killer um 
season last year, but for Supercoach, he was a little underwhelming at times, sort of went through patches where he wouldn't score too well. Do you expect um, now that he's got you know that full season behind him and, and he's coming in with a bit more responsibility that we're more likely to see him generally churn, genu- generally, I'll get it there eventually, churning out more 65-plus scores? Yeah, I think I think the key there, like you said, last season, it was his first season as a full-time starting fullback. So we know the previous season, he absolutely killed it in his starts. So that Three ta- points per minute or something? Oh, yeah, that was outrageous. I think there was a game from the interchange he got a try and his PPM was just absolutely ridiculous for the time he spent on field. Um, but he, he started slow. Like, I started with him last season. He... he there, there was no looking around it. Like he averaged under 50 for the first few rounds. And I think a lot of people rage traded him. Um, but then from round seven, he averaged 89.3 points per game with five scores over 100. So um, part of that, I imagine, is just gelling with his team and getting used to being that full-time player. I think the six again uh, has suited him as that guy. He, he just backs up every play. Like if someone makes a break, he's there. He's going to get that offload and uh, take it for a run because he's very, very nimble. Um, so I think if you add the goal kicking on top of that, I wouldn't be surprised to see that average go into the 80s, to be honest. Mm. So I was looking at him as a pod to turbo anyway because the, the Storm's draw is reasonable. I, I don't think I mentioned actually Manly's draw is bad particularly over the first few rounds, it's actually atrocious. And the Broncos have one of the worst draws of any team just throughout the whole season. Um, So I was looking at him anyway as a turbo pod, but I think with turbo out now, I think most sides are going to have Teddy little pap. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a safe play. I reckon, as you said, you're sort of going with the crowd there. I mean, I'm looking currently at RTS for 100k or so cheaper, a little more longevity in the game. But, geez, it's going to be a tough watch, these Storm games, particularly early on, as you've mentioned, if I don't own Pappy. So who knows, come round one. I might watch this game or see what I can see out of this one just to um, see how little Pappy has come back. From the good the thing about this trial as well is Munster and Pappy are both playing, so we can see if maybe there's yep. a preference for one or the other with the goal kicking or if they just exactly. have a both of them take some shots at goal, but we hopefully get a bit of a clearer picture out of this trial. That's it. Uh, no other guns that I've got down outside of Harry Grant. Um, talk to me about him. He's obviously a very, very much last season's flavor with that um, cheapy coming on, on the, the rise there. But this year finds himself pretty highly priced. In fact, I think he's the highest priced hooker in the game. So big, Big uh, money to dish out for round one, but would you be going there? Um, I've I've got cheap and nasty at both of my hooking positions, but mm. he's I think out of the like with with McInnes gone, I think it's pretty safe to say there's two out and out guns, a borderline gun with RP, and then just your Connor Watson sort of little little Simpkin sort of guys kicking around outside of a couple of mildly interesting uh, mid ranges, and I think out of the two, Grant's got less runs on the board than Cook. Obviously, last season was phenomenal. Uh, he went to that Tigers side and just lit, he he was the team for for mm. quite a few games there. Just absolutely blitzed it. So, given he's leapfrogged Brandon Smith as the preferred uh, hooker for the Storm, um, the the big question mark is the minutes. So, there's been a lot of talk like does Brandon Smith eat away some minutes and that, but 
given the comments about him wanting to play either middle or hooker, I have a feeling Grant's just going to play the 80 or at least close enough to that it's not going to change his average too much. Um, the big watch for me will be, like, with the Tigers, he was the attack. Like, when he was off the field, he, he played 80 a lot of the time, but when he went off the field for whatever reason, for even 10, 15 minutes, that attack kind of fell apart. Whereas he, he won't have that sort of burden on him at the Storm because you've got your monsters, you've got... You've got your Jerome Hughes who can do a bit of kicking. You've got you've got Pappy at the back, and he's got a pack around him, so he won't have to shoulder the load as much. But he's also got more options to just provide a short ball to put him through a hole for a try. So I, I think he's I think he's going to be priced about accordingly. Is the short of that sort of ramble? Mm. Now it's an interesting one. Like you, we're trying to squeeze in a lot of these gun players to start round one, but hooker is probably a spot where you can get a cheapy like a Connor Watson, and he'll deliver you fifty odd points. Where if you go on cheapy or even mid ranger at the likes of five eighth halfback, um, even maybe fullback, centre wing, like those other sort of spots, they're a little more volatile. Whereas hooker, if you've got a you know a cheapy hooker, they're going to make the tackles. They're going to do make the odd run here and there, and, and Connor Watson playing at lock especially will do that for you. So I think the gap between sort of the the higher scoring hookers like a Harry Grant, Damien Cook, down to a, a, a you know Connor Watson isn't as high as it could be for some of the other posies. So I reckon like uh, it's a pretty safe bet more so than than going a um, risk in your halves than to go like a, a cheapy combination. So I mean for that reason I'm I'm sitting on Harry Grant, sitting on Damien Cook, and spending the money elsewhere. As you said, you're doing it that way as well. But uh, who knows? As you said, there's bit to like about this Harry Grant kid. It's um, going to be a second full year in the grade. So um, who knows what we're going to get. Uh, for the Storm, who else are you, are you got on your sleepers list? Anyone else you're keeping an eye on here? Yeah, I think um, we already kind of spoke about him, but Christian Welch, I think he's, he's a big watch now if he's coming off the interchange. If he was starting, there was definitely room to move uh, on those minutes. Um, everyone's looking at the the 60 or so he averaged towards the end of the season. Uh, the caveat there was Fanukan was out. Um, you had Kamika Mika out, who's going to command more minutes. But he also started the season off the bench. So I think the minutes would level out to be a little bit higher than what he is now. So represents some value. Um, but I think he's sort of downgraded into a bit of the, the wait and see um, to see where he actually lines up and those minutes um, Brandon Smith, I had as a sleeper, but that was when we were still unsure about whether he was going to start or not. So I think now we can probably just expect what he did last season. Um, Jerome Hughes, I think is a big regression candidate. Like he just, he had a career year last season. So we know what they say about those sort of guys. Um, and the other one, uh, I'm just having a scroll through. I'm trying to find him who is generating a bit of interest, uh, Another Smith, uh, Remus, Remus Smith. So there's a there's a bit of interest. Like we know he started his career 2016, 76 points on debut, um, and then he's he's sort of moved down into that sort of lower 50s, into the sort of high 30s. But the the doggies just shifted him everywhere. Wing center, utility, it was all over the joint. So the talent's there, but when I'm thinking about it, like his price sort of 330k based on a mid-30s average. If you cast your mind back, mate, can you think of anyone in that Storm backline who has a standout sort of must-have player over the last few seasons who you said, all right, they're, gonna, they're definitely going to get me over 50 or 60 per game? No. 
Uh, I mean, you've got Vunavala and Adokar there who are just, they'll go through patches. But again, uh, interesting point. Like, as good as the Storm are, you can never nail down one of their backline players. They spread the, the attack throughout all of them. All of them are going to have about the same average. So really, you're only looking at uptick. So he does represent value there based on a 36 average. But given how much they spread the attack, I don't think... Like, he's not going to average 76 like he did on debut. So a bit of value. Definitely not saying he's not going to have value. But looking at their back line, like, they'll they'll spread it around. So, he, yeah, the, the upside might be a little bit less than what people are expecting. Josh Adokar, 54 points per game last year. Career high. That's incredible for a guy that's been in the grade as long as he is and has um, got as much star power. So, again, just sort of emphasises the point there. Last word on the store, mate. Are they going to go back to back? I you, you you'd have to put money on them to do so if you're going to pick anyone uh, doing it. They they just have class across the park. Obviously they'll be uh, likely without Cameron Smith, but then they get a Harry Grant. Like what other club? You lose a Billy Slater, you get a Ryan Pavanaus, and you lose a Cameron Smith, you get a Harry Grant. They just they just have stocks. So um, I I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> Uh, that's absolutely right. They uh, never seem to fall, so never doubt them. All righty, mate. Everyone's favorite second side from last season, the Warriors. We'll close out your Mega Guide preview with uh, these boys. Um, start with the the guy I'm taking a, a good hard look, as Nick Kirkup would say, <laughs> at for round one. I mentioned it before, RTS, so 520K. A bit of conjecture about um, about him and where his headspace is with this signing with the uh, inferior rugby code. But um, that's next year. He's still got a year to go. Um, what do you like about him this season? So 520K, it's, um, uh, I would say, relatively underpriced for what we know he can do. But do you expect him to go back to that gun RTS of old? I don't. Um, I've I've actually done a preseason article on him, I think, a couple of times over the last few seasons for the site. He's a guy... Coming into every season, there'll be a thing. Like they go, oh, Sean Johnson's gone, so he's going to take on more responsibility. Or it's a, this yep. season, it's a, it's his last hurrah. It's the rise for Roger season for the Warriors and new coach and that sort of thing. And there, there's there's always something like going from the Roosters to the Warriors, all right, he's going to shoulder more responsibility. And apart from, I think, one season recently with – let me just bring him up um, – yeah, averages, where are we? Um, so this is going back to 2016, 54, 60, 57, 71, 59. So we've got a 71 outlier. All the other ones are high 50s to 60. And that's about generally what I expect from him year on year. He started slow last season. And even when he turned it on, it was about a 66. So by that regard, I guess you could say he's a little bit underpriced. Um I don't think he's going to pack it in like he's the type of guy and who his character is going to be. I'm going to give absolutely everything I have for this team this season. And we saw that last season with his captaincy, like he stayed for the whole year when a lot of guys went home and he's sort of really led from the front. But there's just nothing about him that I can confidently say he'll get above where he generally gets, to be honest. It's an interesting one because we've got a, the likes of Jazz Tavanga in their side. Um, Adam Fanua Blake as well joins the squad. They both love throwing offloads. And if there's going to be a guy that's going to capitalize on that, it's surely going to be RTS uh, you know, sniping through the middle there. So potentially with a bit of a revamp to their forward pack, uh, I reckon that means a little more um, you know, sort of off-the-cuff play, a few more offloads out and about for RTS to capitalize on. 
Uh, but the big question mark for me, I guess, is their halves. So they're not the strongest in those spots there. So not a lot of um, work being created. RTS has kind of got to do that himself, if at all. Um, but yeah, is, do you think I'm onto something there with that Ford pack shakeup? It sounds like another thing, JT, like Johnson another going thing. in. All that. No, <laughs> I, like, at the end of the day, he's, he's one of my favourite players. I love Roger. Um, and I ranked him as a B. I just, I, I think there's a little bit of upside, but he, there, there's always, like I said, there's always something, right? Um, and mm. he, then he'll, he'll put up about a 60. So I, I'd love to see him rattle off this dream season. I'd love to see them make the eight and, and make finals for him. I think he deserves that. I'm just playing it a little bit cautious uh, with with his average, just based on all those previous seasons where he's had some big positive in his favour and he's he's put up about 60. The 71 was a great season, but looking either side of that, um, it's it's been about the same. But you're right, yeah. he's he's running behind a a big forward pack. So um, if they can generate some go forward and get some offloads, I, I think you're right. I think he he could be a beneficiary of those. A uh, couple of other names. We'll just rattle them off pretty quickly. David Fusatua. So you've got him in your predicted starting 17 at wing here. Do you like him for value? About 250K. But again, never been a, a guy that's sort of delivered on the hype. Yeah, um, he's one like if we start to lose these uh, cheapies, I think he's one you've got to look at um, being at that 250K mark. Um, he's another one where people look back and go, oh yeah, I, I remember those averages from a few seasons ago and uh, he was... He was killing it or whatever. He was getting sort of 51, 42, 48 from 2016 to 18. Then I don't think it's any coincidence that the year that uh, Sean Johnson left, the average goes to 37 and then 28 last season. SJ just loved feeding him that ball on the wing. And I think he's lost a lot of that service. So given he's priced at 28, he's definitely value. Um, But whether he's 10 points underpriced or 20 or that remains to be seen, I I think... If you get him in, it's the expectation he'll get back into sort of the high 30s, maybe early 40s, mm. um, and and maybe not a lot more than that. Next one, uh, Adam Fanul Blake transferring over from Manly. A bit of a weird fallout there, but he should suit up in the number eight jersey. Do you like him for a bit of upside there? A bit of an attacking front row option. Yeah, he's definitely got upside. He's enough. He's in that uh, Tavita Pangai mold of a guy who's just going to leave it all on the field. Uh, and get suspensions or hurt himself just through how how he plays the game. So I, I definitely like him. He's in, he's an exciting player to own. Like a prop, he got 142 was a top score last year from the prop position. So that that definitely excites me. Um, front rows where I'm going a little bit cheaper, so he's not for me. But I can see uh, where people would be pretty excited to have him in the side if they want to pay up for a, a premium sort of front row. Just looking at their bench now, so I mean, Tohu Harrison and Tavanga will swap some time there at, at lock and through the middle. Um, JTB, Tanoa Brown, he um, got about 30 or 40 minutes a game last year as well. Kane Evans, he's uh, in the 17 that you've got down here as well, so he'll steal a few minutes. So AFB averaged 51 minutes last year, 55 the year before, but um, based on that, I don't see a lot of um, uptick. He's not suddenly going to go to 60 minutes, is he? No, definitely not. And like the the Warriors have made some pretty astute signings in the forwards there, so they're actually pretty stacked. So anyone in that middle rotation is probably going to be fighting a bit for minutes. So I def I agree with you. I don't see him in, improving on that too dramatically. Um, it was good to see just based on middle rotation. Uh, Tohu Harris named it lock in that trial. 
Um, I think there was a, a lot of question marks around whether he'd line up on an edge with uh, Jazz Tavunga at lock or uh, if Ben Mur Murdoch Masila was going to play prop or edge or that. So jury's still out on BMM there. But Tohu in the middle is money. Like he was 70 plus in the middle. And on the edge, he's uh, he's 60 or a little bit over 60. So position watch, definitely keep him. Kind of like, I guess, the mannering of old, if we're talking Warriors, where mm. middle just lock him in, set and forget. Uh, edge, just don't go near him. <laughs> so um, Not only that, I think t t uh, Jazz Tavanga killed him last year for me. I was a Tohu, Ar <laughs> Tohu owner right from the start. Yeah, you were, was, that's um, right. When when Harris um, was there by himself and, and Tavanga wasn't, Harris was getting massive minutes. Tavanga comes back in and, you know, they can't really keep him off the park for too long. He's an enigma. And that sort of uh, led to Harris dipping a little bit, but not too much. But um, I think I sort of got him at the peak and it's difficult to see him jumping back there this season. So he's a safe option, but 613K. Um, Going to need to see how this really plays out to start the year. Um, quickly on Ben Murdoch Masilla, 330k. Are you going anywhere near him? You've got him as a C. Yeah, he look, if we can be assured that he's playing decent minutes in the starting squad, I'd, I'd have him as a B. I have him tentatively in my front row rotation at the moment, but he mm. seeing him named on the bench is pretty concerning. Um, I think a lot of people will remember him when he... Um, when he played for that Tongan side that uh, famously uh, defeated the Australian side, he just ran riot in that game. So if we're getting that BMM, it's it's definitely going to be <laughs> exciting. Um, he has been training on the edge. So I think if he's in the middle, again, minutes are just very concerning for him. Um, if he's starting on the edge, I'd upgrade him to a B. If he is not starting on the edge, I'd definitely downgrade him. So that's why I settled on a C. There's still a few question marks over his role there. But the price is right. He's dual position. But yeah, a bit of time out of the game. I don't I don't remember much of him when he was in the NRL in his first stint. Um no. to to do any comparisons there. Um so yeah, I think a lot of people will be watching him in this trial to see how many minutes he plays, what position he plays when he comes on. Maybe they like they named him on an edge, right? Maybe they do just swap him back to start yeah. or so a few things hovering around him. But I'd I'd like him to come off because I think we need a guy like that. Yeah, a little room to grow if uh, it all falls into the right place, as you said. Any last word on the Warriors or their players, Matt? Um, a few people have been tossing around um, uh, Wade Egan. So, oh, my boy. Yeah, your boy. Um, so I think talk is he'll play 80 or close to, or the, at least earlier in the season. Um, I think Tavanga will give him a bit of a spell his PPM last year was 0.7, so he'd need pretty big minutes just to mm. sort of put up a score. So I just thought I'd mention him because I've seen him in and out of a few sides around the site based on that cheaper price, and he's a starting hooker, but I've, I've got a few concerns over him there. Um, and probably the last main one um, who people uh, will be watching closely, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, um, sort of in that mid sort of 400s category, dual halfback 5'8". Killed it over the tail end of last season. Um, once he moved to that number seven jersey permanently, uh, he averaged just over 65 points per game in seven starts at halfback and was kicking. And it seemed to open up Nick Arima a bit as well. Um, so I've got him in my side at the moment. Now he's he's got a uh, slight hamstring injury, funnily enough. Uh, so he's not playing the trials and that uh, gives me a bit of pause. Um, mm. They definitely looked better last season when he was steering him around. So I think he's he's got a little bit of 
to grow. He priced at 48 average and we'll see what else the halves throws up. If we don't get Connor Tracy, then unless you just have enough in there like Sam Walker, who you don't expect to play, you kind of have to get one of these guys in. Um, and he's probably looking the best out of a crop, like comparative players, Mitch Moses and some of those guys uh, don't excite me as much. <laughs> you mean you don't have Michael Morgan in your side, mate? What are you doing? Have you not been listening? <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. I, I, I thought that went without saying that he'd be my starting <laughs> halfback. <laughs> Captain every week, set and forget. Absolutely. All right, mate, we've we've gone through uh, your mega guide side. It's been a long haul there. Plenty of trial news as well that we've gotten through. So finally, to close out, uh, name the biggest gamble that you've currently got in your side. You might have already mentioned them. Yeah, biggest gamble at the moment, I think, is just going cheap at hooker. Um, I, th- I think a lot of people are, though. I guess the risk when you're starting hooker is Connor Watson, who can find an injury, and your backup hooker is probably Jay Little, who can find an injury. If yep. you don't have a Lockie Lamb sort of kicking around somewhere in, in your five eights to swap up there if something happens, you can't really go anywhere from him. It's not like a cook. If he gets hurt, you can probably trade him to anyone you want. Um, so that's a bit of a risk there. I think my side's fairly standard at the moment. There's nothing too crazy. I have got I have got a primo center wing, which a lot of people don't like. I've got Brian Tor in there. I think they have a great draw. Switching to the left, uh, everyone thinks he's outside of glue hand Stephen Crichton. But uh, <laughs> if you, if Is you that actually Charlie Stains, hey, is Stains outside glue hands Crichton, or are you saying no, Crichton's no, going to finally open him up? Well, Crichton was started passing a lot better over the course of the season. I think he just hung on to it because no one knew who he was or what he was going to do, <laughs> so he just ran it. Um, but if you yeah. look, Mansour was outside of him last year, and you saw sort of tail end of the season what his average did. Um, and they they have a great draw. Uh, they've got they've got the uh, Luai Kikau Crichton tour or edge, so I think that's going to get a lot of activity flowing that way. So I'm pretty excited about him. I, I know he's pricey um, and. If you're paying that for a center wing, you want to get it right, but I think he's as good a shout as any, and I don't go, I don't want to go too like full cheap and nasty there. I want at least someone who's not gonna not gonna stuff me up too bad. But yeah, outside of that, nothing. I don't think there's anything too crazy in my side at the moment. Be wary on going a center wing just for that price sake, mate. I went Jesse Ramey and just to have some value in there last year, and uh, yeah, not great. No. Would you rather, mate? Let's finish this up. Would you rather? Be picked to make your debut for the Broncos. Go on to play excellent football in your career there. Make it all the way to the grand final and then drop the ball over the line in the 80th minute to <laughs> basically hand the win to the North Queensland Cowboys, your arch rivals, only to then be hated by the fan base forever and never get a good night's sleep again. But you get paid a million dollars from the St. George Dragons for doing nothing, basically. So that's one. Sorry, quite long-winded. Jeez. Or would you rather win Supercoach, be loved by the Supercoach community, always beat Wacko at getting out your mail, and <laughs> never be wrong? Would you rather basically lose the grand final and be hated by the Broncos fan base forever, but make a million dollars, or be the beloved Supercoach mailman? Oh, look, mate. Um... If, if you're going purely on price, I think you just cop the hate for that contract. But knowing me as the uh, the super coach tragic, uh, I think you've got to get the love of the people on that one, mate. Uh, oh, there you go. Safe answer. I think you're already there, mate. You're everyone's favourite mailman, at least with me anyway. Thank you very much, Styles. You've been a, a massive help over the preseason as well, getting this damn mega guide out. 
Um, obviously, we'll have a few more iterations before round one starts. Probably next week after the trials have dropped, we'll send an updated guide out to everyone who has, uh, thank you very much, purchased this one. But yeah, for now, anyway, mate, it's been a long pod, but a fair bit to get through. The season's gearing up. I'm excited. You're excited? Twitter's ready to go? Yep, ready to go, mate. Always always on the lookout. Got a few key notifications on to try and get that news out quickly as it appears. Oh, mate, there's a, uh, yeah, not that long to go, as we said. We'll finish up with um, my teams and also Wilfred's teams. We'll get him on the pod as well. And we'll hear from Wenon. Wenon has been very busy at work, might be gearing up into some free time. But anyway, that'll be over the next week or so before we get back into normal resumption. Anyway, mate, thank you very much, Stars. You've been a pleasure as well. Won't make you sing, but I will leave you with this <laughs> fantastic outro. I know you know it's coming. Thanks, mate. See you next time. Thanks, mate. Keep your clothes on, Stars. Keep them. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.